here it is, another episode of the Infinite Banter Podcast. My name is Mark Jolliffe, aka DJ Soundwave. Really excited about the show today. Gonna talk to my man, DJ Real One. If you've been paying attention to the podcast, he's been down since day one. If you want to go back and listen to an old episode I did with him, episode seven, we talked about his album back then, Lost Gems, that had just come out at that time. And today we're gonna talk about his new album, Trocar Alley, available on all streaming platforms. I can't wait to get that cassette in my hands and hold it. So he's gonna come on the show here. We're gonna talk about his album, some hip hop stuff he's done in the Chicago area. He's been involved in the Chicago hip hop game for a long time. So look forward to talking to him about that and some other stuff. I've known him a long time, so there's probably some goofy stuff I'll probably bring up as well. Also wanna give a big shout out to Acrobat for coming on the last episode. Really, really awesome to talk to him. If you haven't heard that episode, it's available on all streaming platforms. I'll let you know a couple where you could find the show here. Infinite Banter. You can find us on podcast.com, Apple Podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Mixcloud, Castbox, Downcast, Blueberry, Pandora, TuneIn, Podacy, Stitcher, Chartable, so many places. Essentially, wherever you find your podcast, this show is there. Follow me on Twitter at Infinite Banter or at DJ Soundwave 75, Facebook at Infinite Banter. And on Instagram at DJ Soundwave75. All right, let's just get right to it. One last thing, I, I gotta say this because it's a big deal. I started doing this podcast about a year ago. It was February 26th, and we're right around that date here when I'm recording this. So, you know, it's been a whole year and it's been a fun ride, and I appreciate everybody who's been checking out the show and listening. And uh, just look forward to doing more and more great things. And uh, I did do a, a Best of Infinite Banter episode a few episodes back. Feel free to check that out. If this is the first time you're ever listening, you wonder what is this guy all about, go back and play play that episode and you can see what some of the things we've done on this podcast over the last year. All right, let's get right to it. DJ Real One is in the building, live and in effect. But before we talk to him, you know, DMC always kicks off the show. So DMC, let them know what they're listening to. Yo, yo, what's up? This is me, DMC, the K-I-N-G, the greatest MC in history. And right now you're listening to Infinite Banter because we will banter on forever because this is the only place for all of y'all to ever be. I B Infinite Banter. All right, checking out the Infinite Banter podcast. I am Mark Jolliffe, aka DJ Soundwave, but a real DJ is in the building. The one and only, the realest of ones, DJ Real One. What's up, man? What up, Soundwave? I'm back in the building, man. It's a pleasure to be here. Man, it's crazy. We we're just talking about this before you came on. The 26 is the first time I ever recorded one of these, and you were like the first and the second guest to be in the house to record so big up there but i mean like you're one of the first guests that ever come on this so you know big up to real one and for blessing me with this podcast and helping me get it started because you help you know it's like the the dj real one foundation like save the music you help get this thing going in the first place so you know big up man i appreciate you having me back man you know i always love coming by and uh, it's funny, every time I stop by, I see the computer, I see the setup, and I, I'm happy that you're putting it to use, man. I'm a huge fan of the podcast. I just want to let you know that. There's one, you guys. Yeah. Listen, there's one right I'm there. I'm a major fan, man. I, I listen to every episode. And uh, as you know, I'm not even into wrestling. I'm into sports, but I'm not, like, heavy into it. But I still, that's where I get a lot of my information from, just so you know. <laughs> yeah, this dude is... Uh you didn't wear your AJ Styles shirt because I know you're a big fan. Oh, stop it, dude. And uh, me and Acrobatic know. talked about him in the last episode. Yes, you so did. I, yeah. I don't know if you got to that part yet, but due to some real wrestling talk for about 10 minutes in there. So be ready. So for all my uh, Infinite Banter <laughs> fans out there, uh, you will not be hearing wrestling talk today. So uh, 
Sorry to disappoint you there, and you might not hear any Walking Dead talk, but... Uh, it we, comes out tonight. You really don't watch it anymore, man? You have no we, idea what's happening? It's funny, because I remember the last time I was on the show, we actually talked about Walking Dead, and I think that was probably the last time I saw it. They really lost me, and, and then I canceled What, what was KLT. it that lost you? Because a lot of people lost it when Negan was beating in, spoiler, two dudes' heads that were... Oh, that was a long time to the show, ago, yeah. But a lot of people, that's when they checked out. Really? You stuck through I stuck. Ads. I stuck around... Yeah. Longer than I should have, I'll tell you that much. But I, I pretty much uh, made it all the way to the helicopter episode. Oh, so once Rick yeah. left, you you did the you did the piece. I mean, you did come two on, fingers man. up. <laughs> when they had like the adult, uh, what was her name? I don't even know her name anymore. The adult when the kids became adults. Oh, uh, um, Judith. Judith, yeah, it was just silly, man. Yeah, she's yeah. running around with his gun and his hat. Yeah, just, she's like six years old, telling people to like exactly. be quiet and talking to Negan in the prison or whatever. Yeah, it's weird. So that's pretty much where I stopped there. So so all my uh, podcast fans out there, that's all the talk we're going to say today I will say this before I <laughs> finish it, though. You're a horror fan like myself. There's some really cool stuff with the, the whispers, with the, the skin mask. I think you would dig some of that stuff, but if you already kind of left, it'd be hard for you to jump back. True, true. You we were talking before, man, because I had Acrobatic on. You said that you used to promote for his album Balance back in the day, and that's how I got his CD copy you handed that thing to me like it, what was it, 2003 or something? Yeah, back in 2000, about, you know, 99 to about 2005, I was heavy on the um, street team promotions for a lot of the underground labels, including uh, Coup d'etat and um, also Def Jux. You do Land Speed too, oh, right? Land Speed. I mean, I, I did a lot of those labels. It was an honor back then because, you know, sometimes they would give us things to promote that we didn't feel that we didn't like but when i got that acrobatic one i was so excited uh big up to acrobatic i love the show it was a great show but i was so excited when i got that because i would get a free vinyl free cds you know keep some for myself and when you felt something back then you really would go out of your way to promote it so you wouldn't half-ass it you would actually go out there plug it you know play it if you had a radio show you would play it you'd be on the streets heavy you know that's i miss those days of street promotions you know and that's why you're here because i'm here to help you promote Chokar <laughs> alley and one last thing about acrobatic i probably wouldn't even know who acrobatic is or mr liff or edon or any of these dudes from back then if it wasn't for this guy because back in college with the ill noise oh yeah good classic radio show you did for like five years i miss those days man, man. here's a, here's a story we could talk about dj swamp came in there when i first <laughs> the, i did one year with you right. on there and that dude came in the building and he just destroyed it man were you, and, you were there for that yeah one. and yeah. he used your tables which is already a blessing and speaking of those tables i mean the dj swamp was one of my favorites back in the day i remember seeing him at a show oh, i'd like to say the metro maybe and uh he literally like took the record this was his whole thing and like broke it that's where i get that from i, I used to do that at oh, parties so as you well didn't yeah. create that? i didn't create the breaking ah, record shout out to dj swamp by the way yeah. exactly <laughs> he, he would, cut his chest with it too he broke the record and he, it, on the dmc battle he bro he cut his chest but when i saw him live i think people just wanted him to do that and he he like did it and i was like this guy just does this randomly like at shows so uh, big up DJ Swamp. I remember seeing him. He didn't do that in the radio show, but he still. Yeah, I don't remember being a mess because I'm sure like <laughs> the, the Columbia College uh, faculty would come down and be like, why is there blood and broken vinyl pieces all over the floor? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> but man, he still tore it up. And it's been an honor being on that show because uh, a lot of legends have touched those turntables from house DJ legends to hip hop legends. I mean, I had plenty of guests in there 
Um, name, name a couple. Like who's a who's a legend that touched your tables that to this day you're like, dude, I can't believe that someone um, else was rocking my tables. I used to bring the turntables to shows when I DJ for a Rad Ecstatic. So basically, anybody that were, was performing, you know, from Slick Rig, Outcast, Jurassic Five. It's um, like DJ Newmark. Or, DJ Newmark. Uh, Cut Chemist. Yeah, Cut Chemist. Like guys like that. I mean, even Chicago legends like DJ Intel, uh, Third Rail. You know, even cats in Chicago, you know, house legends have touched them. And they were always there. And they're still in my basement. And uh, I don't know where I'm going with this. but <laughs> No, I, I think the first time I knew who you were was uh, I went to see Digital Underground oh, perform. Digital Underground DJ, yeah. if you remember... What, somebody got sick and they didn't perform it. You guys, Erratic Static, still went out and did your show. It's crazy because uh, for those of you who don't know, back in the day, I used to uh, DJ with Erratic Static. I was their uh, show DJ and they always wanted me to bring my tables. So I always brought them. And uh, the first show I ever did, uh, we opened up for, I, I believe it was um, Slick Rick and uh, Dougie Fresh. It was one of those big hip hop shows. And Chuck chill out rocking the tables man and I'm like well this is really happening right now and I wish looking back I wish I could have had them autograph the table that would have been cool or the crazy um, thing is back then we didn't have cell phones no pictures so man. I tell people all the time like yeah. I saw Run DMC like five times right zero photos yep because exactly I didn't bring a who had a you didn't own a camera unless you're like a photography major or we talked like, about this before and you had your boy you know like everybody's got their boy who's like had the fancy camera the canon and that was like your cameraman back then a show we did later mathematics uh dj on them um you name it djs were using my tables because they always had me bring them to the show and you know when i was down with the promotions team i got to meet a lot of these cats like most dev you know uh, primo i got a lot of backstage passes or whatever so it was an honor to was primo at the um the DMC battle one. Well, Guru was at that one too, so maybe yeah, that, that might have been a different. That one. was when, um, oh, what was it? Uh, the last album, right before they broke up. Oh, the owners. Yeah, when the owners came out with Skills on there, was that that's the one with Skills? Um, I was backstage and uh, I saw Primo. I was like, oh my god, it's DJ Premier! Like this is this is amazing. I went up to him and you know I spoke to him. I got his autograph. It was kind of a funny story. Actually, I don't want to say funny. <laughs> kind of a sad story Uh-oh. because uh, I asked I asked him, "Oh, where's uh, where's Guru at? You know, I, I want to meet him." And he's like, "Oh, Guru, I don't know where that fool's at, oh, and man. I don't care." And I'm like, "Okay, awkward, you know? Like, yeah. I'm a huge fan." But you didn't see what was happening. And I was like, "Oh man, well, thanks. Nice to meet you, you know." And just walked away. And uh, it was DJ Score, I believe, was with me and. Uh, we kind of like talked about it like, man, did that just happen? But, and even at the time, even at the time I didn't realize what was happening. I was such a big fan. I was blind to the fact that right. a possible breakups happening. Like Flavor Flav said, you're yeah. blind to the fact. Exactly. I don't but, know if that was the same show, but you got me tickets to see, uh, the DMC battle, which DMC actually hosted. <laughs> right. It was Dan, the automator was dope, there. Dope. And the only time I ever saw Gangstar perform together was that show. Right. And they closed that it was out. the one that was the and, one. And, uh, it was crazy, man. And guru signed my ticket. It says guru. Oh, three on it. So you got premieres. Dude, and that's amazing. And you saw guru and I saw premiere and it's so funny, man, because I'm, I'm missing that rest in peace. I'm missing that guru autograph. You probably are missing the premiere autograph, yeah. right? <laughs> but I remember when, 
I had him sign my ticket, like he was taking pictures of people, and I was like, man, why don't I own a camera? I remember ma- I was mad at myself. Right. And to this day, you know, how many years later, I still wish I had like one of those cheap old disposables. Yeah. To take that one horrible picture with Guru that exactly. I probably would be embarrassed of, but at least exactly. I would have it. Yeah, it's a shame, man. But I mean, moving forward, we got cameras now, and yeah. And as I was listening to the acrobatic episode, uh, it's funny because those shows around the Midwest, they're not as they don't have. And I was listening to Greenweeds as well. There's we don't have those shows anymore. Nope. You know, it's it's not those because clubs are gone. Yeah, it's not because we're older. It's because internet people will will watch YouTube or watch a, a Facebook Live or a Twitter Live. You know, what's the point of going out anymore? You could watch a show on your phone. You know, like I was talking to Greenweeds. I mean, the Shrine, Abbey Pub, uh, Double Door. These places don't exist anymore. And I, honest, I honestly don't know where people go. I guess Reggie's in the Chicago oh, area. Rock I don't know where Club, people man. go to see shows these days. Right. Um, I'm I not ha- going to the the stand in mud and watch like a hundred you know bands play just to see the one person I like in 90 degree weather with no water. Right. Like people go to Riot Fest or Lollapalooza. Right. I don't know about you, but I'm not cool with that. I, mean, I do not like standing in dirt and, and hotness. <laughs> I think it's ridiculous, man. Like, I never understood the first... I remember the first Lollapalooza downtown when we were at Columbia College. I, I didn't know what this was. I mean, it was kind of like a Woodstock thing. Like, right. what, what's happening here? And it's just evolved to, like, this madness of jumping in mud and stuff. I don't get it. The only thing that came close to that was... Uh, you ever been to Alpine Valley? No. I saw uh, Beastie Boys show up. There was like to the Bet Freedom concert. So of course I'm only there for Beastie Boys and Run DMC. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. And the Roots were there. Right. I'm I'm sure there's somebody else. I have to think about it. But I knew who Rage Against the Machine was, but I wasn't really a fan. But when them dudes came on, because there's all seats, and then behind you it's like all just grass and mountain and hill, whatever. And it had rained the night before, so of course it's all wet and nasty. <laughs> I was in the last row of seats. Right, and when those dudes start doing their you know Rage Against the Machine stuff, I turned around. I just like a sea of like white people just like rushing towards the <laughs> seats, like just punching each other and kicking each other. Oh and I was just what? like, man, I paid a lot of money for this seat. Like, stay out of here. Get like, out don't... of my space, man. Yeah, and <laughs> I'm like, why are you guys beating each other up? Like, do you like this song? Like, I just don't understand. I guess it's because of the hip hop thing. We don't do slam dancing. Right. I guess sometimes they right. do now, but I just remember from that point, and I wasn't even in mud. I'm like, this is as close as I ever want to get to that kind of feel. Right a concert it's uncomfortable i'm hot i'm tired i don't like it right you know i mean i think um the dopest shows that i don't know if we had it in chicago but like the rock the bells tours those are raw and um one of my favorite that i've ever been to when i actually flew to new york i used i used to go to the um rock steady anniversary shows and they weren't just shows they were like I don't know if they still do it but they were, they were like outside events yeah they would be down downtown is there like, we saw thurston howell Thurston Howell was there, Bobito, like cats just walking around in the street like nothing. I mean, and that's New York. That's totally yeah, New York, by like, the way, right? I mean, Grandmaster Flash, DJ Red Alert, people just walking around, and they have a club out there, SOBs. I think it's still around, I believe. And you would just see like Smith and Wesson or just like legendary groups, like it's nothing. And then after they perform, just going to the bar, having a drink, you know, just like regular dudes. Those are some of the shows that I. That were my personal favorite. Favorites, and those, you, you, know. you have a couple pictures. I've seen some of those. I see the Thurston Howell yeah. one. I remember that one right. pretty much. Yeah, Thurston and was it like Howell. super hot too when you're outside? It was those? decent, like maybe like 80s, 90s. But the B-Boys would be right there in the park breaking and stuff. I mean, man, that's New York, man. It's just classic. New York, man. Yeah. Speaking of classic, Chokar Alley. 
We got to talk about. Well, we're gonna give you a little little tidbits of it as throughout here, but uh, and play a couple songs. But talk about this project, man. I mean, you've done so many projects already. This ain't even like a new thing for you. Just putting out product all the time. As my man Confucius would say, you're cooking that crack. And uh, <laughs> that's what he told me when I asked him, like, why do you have so many right, projects? Right. He's like, man, I'm cooking that crack. I'm like, that's what's up. Good, good. <laughs> Shout out Confuse. Yeah. Uh, is he on this album? He is. Me? And I, I put him on a remix of a, a song from a previous album, Confucius and Ramses Ali. Bar gods. There you go. Yeah, they're in the building. Um, I put him on a remix of uh, Breathe In, which was originally produced by uh, my man, uh, Brother Wes. And now I just did a remix of it. So you can check that one out. Other artists on the album include Dre Cobbs, Channel 7, uh, Dirt Platoon on another remix. Man, and people also, who have been on this podcast, you name it, people that if they're listening, they exactly. should be familiar with Dre Cobbs and Dirt Platoon. Right. And one thing about this podcast is that Real Recognize Real, the groups and acts that you have on here is what's popping right now on the underground scene. I'm talking like the real underground scene. I'm not talking about Conway, Westside Gun. Like, shout to those dudes. And if they want to come on, I know, right? Know, door is always exactly. open. Exactly. But we're talking about hey, cats, <laughs> cats that have been out here doing it, you know, cats that are, you know, hustling out here, making good music that people need to be aware of. So I want to take a minute to thank you for uh, yeah, man. allowing us this platform to um, showcase our music and talk about our story. So and thank you. It goes you, man. both ways because right. otherwise I'm talking to myself and. I might have shut this thing down seven episodes in if it was just me every week because right. <laughs> I, I, I was running out of material. Right, right. <laughs> but I'm yeah. not that interesting, really. No, man, you're, you're doing your thing, man. Like like I said, I'm, I'm one of the number one fans out here. You know, I check out all the episodes and I learn from it as well. Like I learned some great stuff from Greenweeds, man. Like that's my homie too. Yeah. You, I mean, you he's the man, do a show dude. with him? Like, um, you ever share a stage or do something? That's a good question. With Family Tree or... Uh, I've never worked with Family natural. Tree, but I mean, I'm sure I've DJed at a club where he was the, the host or the uh, MC. I mean, there's no question about that because Chicago ties are so tight especially right. when he talked about the wicker park scene i mean i was a a regular me and catch 22 were regular djs at sub t at a lava lounge both red versions, dog by the way right there are two lava oh lounges. absolutely been spinning at both of them i mean we were there during the prime of that era so now it's just like an evolution of who we are you know that might be where it started but now that the internet's out there now we've taken it and you as well we've taken it to another level with our music, spreading it online, you know, using technology to produce as well as promote. Man. And uh, I, it's I a different era, man. I, I was, t again, bringing Confucius up again, but I brought up with him that, you know, it used to be you turn on the TV, turn on the radio, and you hear whatever hip hop you like, you could, it, it came to you. Right. Nowadays, it's not going to come knocking on your door. It's like, here I am, the, I'm the new hot single or the new album you to play. You have to find it, but the good thing is, social media, to me, makes it really accessible. Yeah. So after I'm done talking to you, if I want to hear anything you've done in the past, I can right. go to iTunes or Spotify or Bandcamp right. and hear all your stuff or YouTube. Yeah. I don't have to go to the record store and buy it. I don't have to wait for it to come on MTV. Yeah. They don't even play music anymore, but you know what I'm talking about. Right. It's a different era. There's a lot of pros and cons, but the good thing is everything's out there and it's accessible. Exactly. And, and what's interesting, what's happening now that I've noticed, and this maybe even goes back 10 years, is that we all know that analog and, you know, that is coming back like vinyl's been back for a while but now cassettes are Hipsters. also back <laughs> yeah they're, they're kind of brought it back but you know i guess Big we should up to them though i guess we should hey. thank them for you know you know bringing it back i mean we were we never stopped buying it right. but uh you know now now i'm more of a collector when i buy it like you said yeah. um i don't really spin it at a show or anything 
I just like the artwork and stuff. But physical copies are back right. in style. And I, I want to take a second to shout out my man, uh, Patrick, at Icy Palms Records. Um, he Those reached out to he me. Posts, uh, by the oh way, when he God. takes a clip of the, of the song <laughs> and he puts it with, like some old like Chuck Norris or Charles Dude. Bronson video or something. Amazing, man. I mean, I love how he does that. I want to shout out him, man, because he reached out to me and said, hey, you want to do a project with Icy Palms Records? And I said, yeah, absolutely. So um, we came up with Trocar Alley. And this is a limited edition cassette tape. There's only 30 of them. And I definitely want to uh, shout out my man, Noel B, because he, I reached out to him and said, hey, man, I'm doing this exclusive cassette. Can you come up with a concept on the cover? Yeah, he's on his Photoshop game for sure. So he definitely yeah. did his thing. Shout out my man, Noel B. And um, I got to give props to him, too, because when I first started doing this podcast, he did the original artwork, that, that microphone okay. with the infinite symbol inside of it. Right, right. He started that. So he helped right. get this thing going, too. So shout out to Noel. He'll be on here one of these days. We could talk yeah, about man, nerd stuff and could, all that. He used to be an extra in movies, so I already got an idea yeah, to bring Noel to the podcast. So he'll yeah. definitely be representing. So you guys will hear from him. The cover um, is pretty sick. Dude, I, where is that shot, by the way? Where is that picture from? It's funny, man, because I'm. if you look at the details of the cover, I'm holding a bottle of sake <laughs> with the hoodie on, and I'm actually, uh, if anybody really is listening and they care to look at the picture, I'm actually at this taco spot on Harlem and Diversity in the back alley. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> so, I don't know. And, and as a shout-out, my man, Mr. 78, if he's out there listening. Did he uh, take the picture? He took the picture. Okay. I, I was like, man, dude, there was some – I think the crates got edited out, but there was some crates on the ground. I said, man, you got to get a picture of me, like, holding this bottle of sake. <laughs> so you didn't want the crates in there, even though you're a DJ. You would think uh, the crates would be – They were supposed to be in there. I yeah. mean, you know, the cover went through a lot of transitions. Right. and Eventually, they got edited out. But – um. That's some detail about the actual cover. Now, the funny thing is, mm. I didn't know what a trocar was. Okay, shout out Noel. Uh, and he, he schooled me Did he me school on you it. on that, man? Because when he came up with... Man, he, I give him a lot of props on this. More more than... Uh, man, he, I mean, I'm just saying, man. He came up with the, the name and the cover. So what what the heck is a trocar, man? Let his know, man, because it's just so funny, man. It's like embalming fluid, right? It doesn't get more grimy than that. It's like the kit, the trocar kit. That I is used to it. Like I was like, what is this? Like an alley where troll cars come right. through. Like, what's a troll car? Like, and and my man, my man Patrick at Icy Palms asked me the same thing. And I was like, man, dude, like this is what it is. It, it doesn't get more grimy than that. <laughs> Even Necro doesn't have a troll car album. He better not bite that Necro. <laughs> and if he does, what are you going to do, right? Like, I know, right? What am I going to do? Yeah. Big up, Necro. Exa- exactly. I'll just give him props. Let me yeah. produce one song for you, man. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> But yeah, man, this one I went kind of exclusive for Icy Palms. I want to update you. Uh, I have decided to release it online on iTunes, Spotify, and digital platforms. Um, That will be out this week. I don't know when the show airs, but it will be out on uh, the 24th on all platforms. Man, that is going to be something to hear. Because, I mean, obviously from the ground up was a great album a couple years ago. Thank you. And, you know, 12 Rounds, Lost Gems. The work we did with Drake Cobb's Fountain of Truth. Yeah. Come on, man. You know, I appreciate that. And the last time I was here, I was promoting Lost Gems, and I was hoping it would be ready sooner. But I'm hoping by March 4th or 5th, that will also be available online. So um, Lost Gems was lost, but now it's been found. (laughs) And then it's lost again. (laughs) I know, right? It's found again. (laughs) So that one will be available online. So uh, within the next two weeks, I'll I'll be having two albums come out, Trocar Alley and... uh, for now though it's for now it's limited to cassette only 
So I highly recommend people picking that up. It's kind of cool to have a cassette, you know. That's another thing that's coming back. You're talking about vinyl. Cassettes are coming back. I'm not, I'm cool with it, but I mean, I don't have any, remember, I was like the last dude to have a cassette, have a cassette in your player car. in his car. So yeah, man. I, mean, I should not be like saying stop bringing cassettes back, but <laughs> honestly, if you hand me a cassette right now, right. I don't know what to do with it. Well, it's, it's, it's interesting because the cassette for some people have also never went away. So, I mean, I think that's dope too that they're Shout ma- out to preach. There it is. I said for some people. <laughs> but I mean, you know, cassettes have always been there as well. And I think that's another thing people like to have that physical where you read, the, you look at the artwork. You go on iTunes, you got a cover. That's it. You know, I like to see the um, who produced, you know, features. I like to read all that stuff. Shout outs, you know what I mean? That's cool. Yeah, and that, like I said, back to the troll car thing, this, the cover is very eerie. It's right. kind of got a creepy vibe to it. Right. And, uh, you know, like I said, you and I are horror fans. You're more like the Omen. I'm more like Jason and Zom- Freddy. You like more zombies, do you? Yeah, right? I like zombie and slasher right. films, and you're more like the kind of right. supernatural, like unseen, yeah. like some dude's in the closet, you can't see yeah. him type Steve, which I still have never seen. Uh, what's the big one that, that you like that... Uh, the Conjuring, I never seen that one. Yeah, The Conjuring is classic, and all of those are great, man. Like, I mean, the only one that sucks is Annabelle, the original Annabelle. But believe it or not, like Annabelle, like the prequel and the there's like three of them. The first one's bad, but the second and third one are surprisingly good. That's the doll, right? Yeah, I did see that one. The original one's bad, Annabelle. I but saw the I, one with the the newer version. I, I forgot that one's pretty good. It. Yeah, I don't, not Sam Mendes, one of them dudes. Del Toro yeah. or somebody directed it. Right. Um, yeah, he did. Guillermo. Guillermo. <laughs> he does a lot of those type movies. Yeah. There's like these little trolls living in the basement. They're like, the opening scene is like they're they're hammering out teeth or something. And I almost like turned it off. I'm like, I can't watch this. This is crazy. You don't like that blood, man. No. And it's like, you know, just a hammer to chisel on somebody's mouth. I'm like, dude, this is the first three minutes of the movie. <laughs> like, <laughs> so like you're talking about hammering and chiseling and horror. That's what I'm going for on this album is very eerie, very grimy. It's in the alley. It's only February. It's not even you know? Halloween. <laughs> I think I made this around Halloween, and now it's just coming out now. I think I, I, I was in the zone back then. There's only like one or two upbeat songs that are kind of fun. and uh, For the whole family. <laughs> <laughs> so now I have an eight-month-old. I got to watch what I play in the car because I had Dirt Platoon in there, and I'm like, as soon as oh, she gets boy. in, I'm like, I got to turn it down. Right, right. Like, I don't know what I'm supposed to play, but I can't play this. Uh, that's... I don't know if you could talk about this or if you need to edit this out. Why don't you tell the story about uh, when I gave you the Necro cassette? Oh. And, and uh, since we're talking about horror and Necro, I don't know if this can is acceptable to tell. Man, or well, the funny thing is I, I know a couple different occasions where, and they're both work-related. One time, I don't know if this is one you're thinking of, I was somebody I used to work with wanted a ride home. Yeah, that's the one. Okay. Right. And... You know, you know how it is when you start your car. A lot of times, whatever you have you playing, got it loud, just turns yeah, on exactly. as and soon as you loud. hit the ignition. And uh, I'm trying to remember what Necro song it was. It was definitely not. All of them are. Does it matter on that edge? But it was like <laughs> yeah, one of the. If you had to like pick the worst one to play, right. it was that one. Right. I don't think it was like gory days, but it might have been. I need drugs or something, or on your knees or something like one of those. They're like, just. They're just all. And this is yeah. like you know, I made female a male ne- worker. You know, and yeah. I'm like, am I gonna get in trouble now? I need to talk right. to HR. Yeah. She's laughing. I was like so embarrassed. I'm like, right. oh, I'm sorry. This is Necro. She's yeah, like, I love Necro isn't like necrophiliac. I'm like, yeah, that's his name. <laughs> you mean like someone who likes to have sex with dead people? Like, yeah, yeah, that's just a name though. He's not, <laughs> not really into that. It just makes him hard. Oh my god, man. I'm, the more you explain it, like <laughs> it the worse it sounds. Worse and worse. Yeah. I was like, man. Um, I mean, what channel is the Disney Channel on the right. radio? <laughs> 
I mean, like Necro right there, man, is one of my all-time favorite underground artists. And Acrobatic is probably one of my top two or three as well. They I mean, do a combined project, Necrobatic. That <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to the Necrobats, by the way. <laughs> no, right. no relation to that, but right. yeah, man. I mean, uh, when it comes to underground hip-hop, man, that's what I'm all about. I mean, it's just a big influence on me, man. And when you hear my sound, you're going to hear that. You know? One last question before we play a song here. I asked this question to Acrobatic, and I'm curious what your take is because you're on the other side of it. He was talking about working with this producer, LXB, who's out in Finland. Right. And they never actually were in a room together when they put their album, AKLX, together. Right. And he said it's more weird for him when he's working with another MC and they're not in the same room where they can mm-hmm. vibe off each other. How yeah. is it for you as a producer when you don't actually meet, I know sometimes Drake Hobbs will be in the studio with you, but there's there's songs you produce where you never even met the dude, or even you know you just send them a beat and they send you the lyrics and you're just putting them together. How hard is that to do? I heard what he said and I have to agree with him. It's pretty easy. You know, you send the files over, they pick which one they like, and uh, you just communicate. How many bars do you want? I'll send you the stems. Blah blah blah. I mean, obviously, I would prefer someone to be right there with me so I can kind of coach them do it this way or hey i'd like if you punch in here or um ad lib here but it's pretty easy you know and i I felt what he said on that you know but if i have two like a drake Cobbs and a channel seven which i i have recorded them separately but in my studio but it would be better and they, they they also agree it would be better if we're all in the same studio because maybe they might hear something hey change this change that but uh, as a producer, it's pretty easy, to be honest Man. with you. I always wondered about that because it seems weird. Like, this dude's in Finland. He's here. Or right. you might be working with some, like, like Dirt Platoon in Baltimore or right. wherever. I even think you even work with people from out, out of the country, too, right? I mean, that's got to be right. a little strange. But as you said, it, technology's made it to where you don't have to be in the same yeah. zip code or anything, you know? It's crazy, man, because, you know, like, for instance, Dirt Platoon or, you know, Fuse, Ramses Ali, like, we work we work with these guys and... I'd love to meet them, you know, eventually, but it's kind of funny. Like, I hear their song, and it sounds so good. Like, wow, we made this together, but yet we never met. It's right. kind of interesting, you know? It's like 90-day right. uh, MC. <laughs> MC. It's like, eventually right. you'll meet them. I know, right, right now, you're going to put a whole album together first. Exactly. And then you guys <laughs> give a pound, and then you go back to where you're right. from. <laughs> Let's play a yeah. song off of this Trocar Alley, man. Get the heads ready. You know, take that turn scary, off man. the main street. <laughs> and go down Chokar Alley and might get stabbed, might come out unscathed. Like, what's what's a good song here we should probably play? You know what? Uh, we have, have to get into a grime time because it's really the definition of grimy. And this is with uh, Dre Cobbs and Channel 7, Grime Time. Man, cannot wait to hear this. This is the first time I'm hearing this, too. So you guys are in for a treat. This is DJ Real One from his new album. It's called Chokar Alley. And this right here is Grime Time featuring Dre Cobbs and Channel 7 on the Infinite Banter Podcast. Hey yo, they mad because my skin blackened. That shit is mattin'. They gon' name me the captain. Cause I spawn the ops like Kareem with the sky hook shot. I'm supposed to aim for the top spot. 
When I grab the pen, it's like a jump shot. You feed the shooter when he hot. I give you abstract thought. My flow is like when Coke hits the pot. It come out that crack. Give me the mic. I'm laying niggas flat. You don't want to go face to face with the Mac. Trust me, my nigga, ain't nobody realer. That's why I link with DJ Real One. He the illest. Ain't nobody fucking with me in Channel 7, my nigga. We'll go toe to toe with any one of you niggas. We're one Channel 7 and Drake Cobbs form like Voltron. I never wanted to play the bond. I'd rather be Megatron and try to take over the world or on a beach somewhere taking the top off the girl, nigga. It's my world. Side time, even when we grind, we shine. You can get hit at the drop of a dime. I'ma keep going no matter how far the climb. It's my time. It's my time. It's side time, even when we grind, we shine. You can get hit at the drop of a dime. I'ma keep going no matter how far the climb. My time, my time, grind time. He's a pistol baby, he's pissed and angry. You think he was pissed, boy, he's so pistol crazy. Probably draw the conclusion that help he may need. Especially by the way he keep a closet full of camo. All he read is guns and ammo. And research websites and specialize in shrapnel. Mom, fuck that hoe. Pops got shot, cops found, she set him up. She writes kites nightly, he ripped them letters up. On his homemade range, he takes aim at seven ups. Got a couple of homies, one or two bitches, uh, couple of bullies, they all on this hit list. Kept a craving contained till his homie told him hit this. Now he hearing whispers, all he see is sixes. Feels his pops pain and the rage of his killer. So it's back to the closet with the camel wrap, the camouflage flannel. Get every gun in the damn den, clear the panel. It's our time, even when we grind, we shine. You can get hit at the drop of a dime. I'ma keep going no matter how far I'm trying It's my time, it's my time It's our time, even when we grind we shine You can get hit at the drop, get shot I'ma keep going no matter how far the climb It's my time, my time, grind time Y'all, this is Acrobatic. You know, I possess the inhuman capabilities, and right now I'm dropping the infinite banter with my homeboy DJ Soundwave. Check him out, y'all. You're checking out the Infinite Banter podcast, and what you just heard was Grime Time from DJ Real One, Channel 7, and Dre Cobbs. Dude, right, that right, shit right, right there was a straight banger. Man, I appreciate that, man. You know, that one, we just came up with that, and it was just so grimy. The beat was so raw. And just dope, man. The way Drake Cobbs flows on it in Channel 7, they, they work so well together. And um, I want to mention that song right there is available on Trocar Alley. But it's also going to be released on a new album titled The Trinity. And The Trinity uh, will be coming out in the next few months. That Trinity is me, Drake Cobbs, and Channel 7 on a uh, full-length album. Man, yeah, we've been we've been grinding. He's man. A taking it to that next level. Yes, sir. The TR <laughs> albums, Trocar Trinity. Oh, I didn't even realize that. The next man, one will man. be called uh, Trisket Sandwich. No, I'm just <laughs> or truth. I was I was thinking truth, truth. <laughs> <laughs> Trisket. What am I saying? <laughs> Crazy man. <laughs> I'm the idiot. Right, He's the producer. Right. <laughs> you listen to the Infinite Banter podcast, yeah. dude. Yeah, so that song's really good. Trocar Alley. You know, we already talked about the title and how how grimy it is and grime time right there. Right. 
talk about some other songs that some heads that we're not going to play for them, but when they hear it, they're going to realize that the tone of this album. You already know the one. It's an oldie but a goodie. I finally put it out. It's got the uh, You Talking to Me, the Taxi Driver sample, oh, and you already know what time it is. That's man. the one I always say. It sounds like some get stabbed in an there album There it type is. Steez. Thank you. So I have, how can I not put that on there? Man. I think it's like one of the first tracks. So there's a lot of samples on there that you're going to hear that are kind of grimy and just scary some piano stabs that'll you know stab you in the eye. I mean, I don't know what else to say, man. I, th- that's just what the sound is. I think the first time uh, it was it was like a Mob Deep song, right? That you used an acapella I, yeah, I over, put, remixed it, yeah. And the first time I heard it, I was like, man, I'm gonna get stabbed if I hear this. Right. This is like some stabbing, some doing an alley music. And I'm not advocating stabbing anybody in a trocar <laughs> alley or a regular alley or a gangway or right. you know name all the synonyms for an alley. Definitely don't do that. But, uh, and it's funny about synonyms for an alley. Sorry to interrupt, but you came up with the alley because you, you said all my beats sound like I'm, I'm stabbing someone in the alley. <laughs> or they, or Ghostface right. should be on them. Those exactly. Always one of the answers other. when I heard one of your beats. Man, Ghostface would kill this. <laughs> Man, somebody could die if they heard this. Yeah, that, so you kind of like gave me the name for the alley part. And I remember texting you back and forth. What should I call it? What should I call it? So I said, you know what, uh, Noel, what, what do you think I should call this? And then when he, at first, like, I was like, what are you talking about, dude? That's my reaction to him. And I was like, can you, like, tell me what that is? Like, explain it a little bit. Once he explained it, I said, okay, that that's perfect. That's exactly what I'm going for. Plus, it's a name that's never been used before, which is always hard to do. I mean, you he's, know? like, in the NASCAR and stuff. So when he right. first told me, I'm like, Trocar? Like, you thought is that, like, like some sort of, thing? like, a... Like a go-kart or something right. like what <laughs> <laughs> exactly man yeah that was funny that it, that he came up with that name man because it really worked perfectly when you see the cover when you hear the music even if you don't look at the cover the music speaks for itself and you're going to get that vibe man you know what i mean you said you got a new album coming out with channel seven and drake cobbs is trinity when should we expect that one uh we're still working on some mixed downs and uh and we're also working on the cover right now it's been done for about a month now so i'm hoping to release it hopefully in either late March or early April for the, for the spring, you know. The album Trocar Alley, you said they could find that coming out this week on all uh, streaming platforms or specific ones? It will be available everywhere, uh, iTunes, you know, Apple Music, Spotify, you name it, it'll be there, as well as, I want to mention this one more time, for all my heads out there that are into hard copies, icypalms.com, you can go there, pick up the cassette, limited edition to 30, I believe there's about 28 left, uh, and they just came out Friday. So I'll go cop that. And Digital Heads, just search me, DJ Real, O-N-E. Or, uh, you know, you could just look for Headknock Records. We're out everywhere as well. I'm going to flip the script a little bit on you here. You were over in Taiwan recently. Yes, sir. What's that corona like out there, dude? I mean, how crazy is that virus? <laughs> like, just the scenes. I mean, you are posting videos where you had the mask on making beats. Right. Right. Um, I mean, it looked cool. It was definitely not some MF Doom type mask, but it was just a surgical one, you know, that you see. <laughs> but I mean, yeah. I, I mean, on the real, like, what was the what was it like being out there? Kind of like not necessarily in the middle of it. It's happening yeah, more than right. here, of course. It was real, man. I mean, it was at first, you know, I was out there for Chinese New Year. And uh, basically it wasn't that serious when I first got there. And about five days into my trip, they announced the World Health or- Organization announced that it was a global emergency and after that announcement, when you walked outside, I would say um, 90% of people wear masks. Uh, unlike the U.S., 
they all, a lot of people wear masks anyways when they're sick. So if you have the flu, you'll wear a mask being polite so not to get other people sick. So people do it anyways, but I've never seen that many people with masks on. And um, I was very nervous. I'm not going to lie. You know, I still had a good time, but towards the end of the trip, uh, I wore it everywhere. And then I almost didn't want to go outside. I still did, you know, but um, for me, the craziest part was at the airport. I was very nervous and, uh, you know, you got flights from China going there all the time and then San Francisco as well, flights from China. So I was kind of nervous. I, I wore more like the painter's mask. So uh, coronavirus is no joke. And it's, I was actually scheduled to interview with you last week, but, you know, I wanted to make sure that I was, I mean, I'm not saying I have it, but I want to make sure that. I, yeah, oh. <laughs> you all right? Yeah, excuse me. <laughs> I got, I just feel like I got a little, I know, right? a little something, man. I just, <laughs> yeah, we got to do the phone interview next time, by the way. Um, yeah. Spray it down with Lysol before he leaves. That's how serious it was, man. Like in the back of my mind, the news told us, I know that sometimes they get overboard, but they said 14 days is usually the window that you do or you don't have it. So I wanted to wait, make sure I was back for 14 days before I came over, you know? Yeah, and I, like I said, I have an eight-month-old, and uh, we took her to the doctor, and two times we took her to the doctor, and both times there's a clipboard, and they're asking you, have you been to China? Wow. There's like all these questions, and I'm like, this doesn't right. pertain to me. Right, right. But I know they have to ask, but it's just right. it's just crazy, man, and you travel all the time, so yeah. I figure I had to get your account of it, because I see it on the news, right. and it's kind of like, there's an old George Carlin joke, like it's not really news unless it's in, like, in your backyard, like you don't really think about it. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. You know, I think his joke was something, let's go see the bodies, because it's down the street, where <laughs> like, if it's in another country, it's just like, whatever. Whatever. So yeah. honestly, I'm sure a lot of people here just don't take it that serious. What's well, a big But you're joke, over there, yeah. so it's, you've seen right. both sides of it. Yeah, it was serious over there. People, people take those things very serious ever since SARS came out back in Hong Kong, and I remember going to Hong Kong after SARS came out. And before that, I, I know you've never been to Asia, but before that, no one wore medical masks in the street. But since 2005, I believe, you go to Asia, at least, you know, five out of ten people have the mask on. So it's, you know, they take that very serious. And, and that that happened in China, but, you know, a lot of these countries like Japan, Taiwan, Korea, they're very clean, you know, very... uh you know, the the food and stuff. I know you think they eat weird stuff. Yes, they do, but the food products are clean. Yeah, I can't, you know? I can't get down with eating frogs right. and stuff like that. But <laughs> but though that's China's just insane, man. Like, I, I don't even want to get into that, some of the stuff they eat. But I, I can't talk bad about them because, as you know, I've ate some crazy stuff too, man. You know? Yeah, so. okay, here we go. So what is the craziest <laughs> thing I brought that, that question ate? upon myself. So I would say the, um, the craziest thing that I ever ate was probably, I don't know if it was a, it was some kind of snake. I don't know if it was a boa constrictor, <laughs> but but it wasn't just eating the snake. I had a set of snake meat soup with a set of snake blood, snake bile, snake venom. Jeez. Yeah, and I had to take like shots of them. And Pepsi. No chaser, man. <laughs> just straight, straight no chaser, man. And Dude, I mean, it sounds like a scene out of Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom where they're eating like monkey crazy, brains man. and yeah. they cut a snake and like a bunch of little baby ones come out that I guess is like it's the so appetizer. nasty, man. And and it's funny, like when I see that thing about the coronavirus, like oh, I can't believe they ate pangolin or I can't believe they ate bats, but then here's me eating snake and uh, you know tarantulas and stuff. Um, and then uh, as to answer your other question, I had this fruit 
called Buddha Head Fruit. It looks almost like the head of a Buddha, if you ever see Buddha's head. I was scared of it. It looks so gross, man. The seeds are really big. But I said a fruit, how can a fruit be bad? This fruit, I don't know the name of it, but it's called Buddha Head Fruit. It tastes like cotton candy. So really, it's the best, probably one of the best fruits I've had in, in the world. And is it only over there? I mean, is it, you I, can't get it yeah, here, right? I can't go to right. like H Mart and buy it or something? Or No, I think it's only available in Taiwan. I think the Philippines has it as well. Um, I don't know the n- name of it, but it looks like a Buddha's head. It tastes like cotton candy. It, it's almost too sweet, which is funny. Like what can possibly be? It's like sweeter than candy. It's crazy. Okay, then but, how about something that did not taste good? Like you, you knew it was going to be nasty and you still tried um, it anyway. And you're like, yeah, I don't ever need to do that ever again. Anything like that? I, I, oh, I can't even say it, man. I, I mean, there was, was it, like. Was it illegal? Did we eat not, a bald eagle or something? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, no, man. The snake, I eat some endangered animals. You know? I had, <laughs> and this was in Hong Kong. So like that whole region, they're eating weird stuff. I had some pigeon that uh, was pretty bad. So you went to Popeye's <laughs> out there. <laughs> yeah, that's funny, man. I went to Popeye's. That's that new Cajun yeah. recipe right. in Taiwan. A tarantula in, uh, when I was in Cambodia. I just ate that. I was too scared. So I just had a little bite of the leg. and you know. See, like somebody like me, like I'm just like, mad picky so yeah. is it like a an insult when they offer it to you and you're like nah man nah man can it just get like beef or chicken well it's funny i i ate that by choice i paid for it right <laughs> i paid See? for those things so that's the funny part you're on that level but yeah of course if you go to someone's home and they're not eating that stuff at their home though that's like some street food that right. i had but yeah i mean there's a lot of stuff there that looks bad you know because in america we don't serve it with the fat the bone the head you know the the skin, you know, we chop all that off. So when you look at it, it looks scary. But sometimes after you eat it, it's pretty amazing, you right. know? So. Yeah, because everything here is so processed that you don't even have any, really any way of knowing that it came from something else. You can't right. tell yeah. that it used to be a walking, living thing. It's, it's exactly. the way it's prepared and processed, right. like I said. But yeah, over there, right. it's a little different. But you're a traveler. I still have not been out of the country, so I can't relate to any of this stuff. Right. Still trying to get to Canada. You know what I mean? <laughs> you got your passport, Emma? Uh, I had one that expired, so I got to renew it. Yeah, I got to get uh, that passport. I'm already on my second one, man. Man. Going on three. I mean, eventually, you know, I want to go to Toronto and, right. you know, wife is from Mongolia. We got to get over there one Absolutely, of these days. Absolutely, man. Yeah. Check that out. And right. I guess they don't play around with the. Uh, it's almost like a beef jerky that they make. It's like they really, right. really big deal. And then a lot of the food she makes, you know, eating over there be on another level. So, right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it just seems like it'd be really cool because there's a lot of mountains and stuff there. Right. So the cool thing is because I'm not down with seafood. They don't mess with seafood because they're not by that's the funny, ocean man. or yeah, the lakes that's or anything. They don't really mess with seafood. So. Right. Because, yeah, I love I love seafood. I mean, I've ate eel. I mean, I, you name it, man, I've had it. I, I love seafood. Uh, seafood I eat. <laughs> so the next right. TR album is Try Anything. This dude will eat any kind of food. <laughs> He don't T-R, care yeah. where it was, yeah. <laughs> what it smells like, what it, how many eyeballs it has. Like real one will just. You, you know where I get that from? Uh, you just adventurous. I'm not bizarre foods though, man. Like oh yeah, I used to watch my man Andrew Zimmer, Bourdain, and you Bourdain. Like that guy too. Rest Who's in the guy peace. who like 
take like a frog off the ground and just stick it in his mouth. That's that guy. That's uh, Bourdain, man. Oh, there's another. Oh, you're thinking of the other guy. The the um, the grills. Bear oh, grills. bear grills. You're thinking of bear grills. Yeah, that's different. That's like survival. I don't get that. I'm that's not, not survival, it. man. This is probably a Denny's three blocks away. <laughs> he just wanted to like you know the, like I just saw that thing crawling. I have to eat in it. in the rainforest. <laughs> well, okay, so is that where he is? Yeah, he's like a survivalist. <laughs> you know, he he just shows us how to survive if we're trapped in somewhere. Man, okay. I don't watch that one, but I watch. But when uh, is that going to happen? I mean. Honestly, plane crash maybe. I, I guess, but uh, if if I get into a plane crash, I'm actually able to walk away, and I gotta decide if I'm gonna eat like a, a lizard. I guess I'll cross that bridge. Right. But right now, I don't need to do it. <laughs> well, he gets paid for it. If you pay me for it, I, I might think about doing like it. Like right? Fear Factor days, you you'd be uh, that guy. I'm talking millions, man. <laughs> but, uh, Enough to pay for the studio and the next yeah, few exactly, albums. Man, yeah, that's about a million, right? That's usually what you're. Oh uh, my god! Yeah, my my last album cost about half a million to put out. Man. No, I'm just kidding, man. <laughs> I'm just playing, man. <laughs> um, but yeah, man. Uh, you know, I just want to say, like, you know, after listening to some of your shows, I listened to some of these more grown men talking about hip hop. You know, and I I'm totally on the same page as them. You know, now I have a nine to five. For those of you who don't know, I don't just DJ, obviously. <laughs> but um, and I you think, do vinyl, man. You don't. You don't yeah. even have a uh, Serato machine. Yeah, I never got like Serato. Um, but the thing is, is now I I can fund that stuff with my with my paid job. So now I kind of, you know, um, fund those albums or my my equipment based on, you know, my grown man life. You know, working a nine to five. So. I'm allowed to do this hobby, you know, but I do love it. And that's the most important part. You know, that's why we do this, right? Hip hop, unfortunately, doesn't pay the bills unless you're like one of the big stars, like a Jay-Z or somebody like that. But even him, he had to go through a lot to get to that, you know, that stage of his life. Exactly. Where he was able to make that kind of uh, wealth and status for himself. In the Chicago hip hop scene, man, you know, for me, you know, I've known you a long time, so I've seen some of the things you've done. But the one thing I never really knew about was the all-city battle that you were part of. And uh, talk about that. I mean, I've seen the flyers and such, but what was it like being part of that? I mean, those are some really monumental Chicago battles that go back. Yeah, you know, when it comes to the Chicago hip-hop scene, you know, I might not have been there in the early days. But during the middle phase of Chicago hip-hop, during the um, late 90s to middle 2000s, uh, I was pretty much everywhere DJing all parties and when it comes to the all city MC battle um, at that moment I was down with the basement records uh, from Rogers Park my man Shabazz and score and uh, we were really the first I'd like to say the first I, I can't don't quote me on that but possibly the first to do a Chicago all city battle there was battles here and there but we did a major one with uh, performances by EC Illa hosted by my man Pugs Adams uh, so south side west side everybody was there and um, some of those battles were epic, man. I mean, you had cats like Visual, um, you know, Prime. Everybody was in the scene at the time. And um, Juice performed uh, ECLA, like I said. Classic, man. And we did, uh, I'd like to say, two or three of them. And everybody was there. It was at, oh, I mean, I can't remember the venue, but it was packed. I mean, you're talking like a thousand, maybe a thousand people there. Just just to come and check out a battle. What and, year are we talking for most of these? Uh, I would say 99 to about 2002, 2003. And uh, this was fun because back then you would have the DJ on the turntables, which would be me, and I would play beats, just like random beats on wax, and they could not 
oh, oh, change the beat, change the beat. No, you rhymed anything. If you don't, you're going to get booed off stage. If you don't feel the beat and you can't rhyme to it, you're not going to win. And in Chicago, it's different. Like you go to New York and they freestyle. Their freestyles are mostly written. You know, it's, it's just stuff that they haven't used yet or stuff that might come out. But in Chicago back then, a freestyle was off the top of the dome. You just had to do your thing, you know. So uh, I miss those days. Yeah, you know, I think Juice is probably the best that ever did it, in my opinion, when it comes to freestyling. Yeah, he was. You know? He uh, battled so much, and as far as Chicago goes, he is one of the all-time legends, of course. Right. And yeah, you think of uh, Juice and Supernatural. Some of the dudes are just synonymous with battling. This seems like not some eight-mile stuff. This is more grimier, right? You know, and like I like how you said that they couldn't pick the beat. You had to rock with whatever came on. Yeah, and if you couldn't flow to it. That's it. You're not, you're not a real yeah. MC. You don't deserve to win. That was my favorite part, man, just standing behind them on stage, like throwing on beats. But trust me, back then, you know, in the early 2000s, every beat was hot, man. And, you know, you might throw on, like, I keep saying acrobatic, but, like, he's one of my favorites. I'll throw on an acrobatic beat, and people would just flip out. They, they might ne- may have never heard the song before, but the beats back then were so hard and so dope, you know, you had to flip it, man. Or else you were you were gonna get knocked out. You get flipped off the stage and taken out, you know, into yes, Trocar Alley and got dealt with. <laughs> Brought it back to the Trocar. I like that. <laughs> Trocar Alley, where could heads find it? How can they follow you too to keep in touch with where they could see, you know, where you're posting for your album and things like that, and the sites that you could find not just your new album but the past stuff you've done too. Yeah, you know, I'm everywhere just like you are. Uh, follow me at DJ Real O N E on Twitter, DJ Real One. On Instagram, uh, you could also check out the Head Knock Records on Instagram and uh, Facebook. Uh, just look for Head Knock Records. And uh, Trocar Alley will be available this week. Uh, Lost Gems next month. I mean, man, I, you just you just got to follow me, man. I don't know. I, I don't know what to tell you. Just, <laughs> just, just find them yeah. in the alleys. And one thing, recently I've noticed there's a lot of DJ Reels out there. Uh, on, and I, I'm not talking about my man in Boston. I'm talking about... On Spotify, I, I noticed that. So when you look for me, make sure you type in DJ Real O N E, DJ Real One. So that's important, you know. Don't get confused. There's only one yeah. real one, and he's exactly. sitting right here, that's holding his microphone, telling you the knowledge about that Trocar Alley and some Chicago history right here, man. Big up for coming through, nah, man. man. Thanks for having it's, me. it's a pleasure every time you come through to the crib and. You know, I'm kind of like on lockdown with the baby and everything. So. I got to shout out Melody. I see you over there. You know, <laughs> she's, she's gonna in be the on building. your next track. You know, when she gets old enough, she shout out herself. <laughs> New youngsters. Shout out to Melody. I want to shout out my man uh, Noel B, uh, brother Wes, and uh, of course Tony O T and Catch Twenty Two, um, Drake Cobbs. Check out his album. Uh, but these are my homies, and uh, thanks again for putting us on and allowing us this platform yeah. to uh, promote our stuff. I really appreciate it. Thank Man, you. It was it was awesome having Dre Cobbs on here, too. I mean, uh, he was really cool to talk to. And he's a wrestling fan like myself, so the next time I talk to him, we got to chop it up about WrestleMania or something. Right. And, and you, uh, won't, you won't be into that. We actually did a whole show without talking about wrestling or uh, <laughs> a comic book, so I, I apologize to the listeners that are into that, but um, my knowledge is... Of hip hop and travel, that's where I'd I, even ask yeah. you about because last time we were talking about Spider Man prom season. Oh, I saw, I saw the latest one, man. Out, I saw it. And what did you call that one? Spider Man Abroad or field something? trip or something? Spider Man field trip? Is it Spider Man <laughs> Abroad? I think it's called uh, Far Away. Far yeah, uh, Far Away from Home or something. That's it. It's a terrible I, movie. I hated it, but I kind of liked it because oh, okay. because you know why? 
because it because uh i like to travel so i like to see different sites i think you know once again they got silly with it but i like to I, i'm more a scenery person you know i like I the scenery but, I, um, I give you i'll give you that yeah. one i didn't go to a school where we got to go on field trips other than like right. you know shed aquarium or something right. but <laughs> <laughs> next we can go to paris i know <laughs> next time i'm here we will talk about my travels and uh the fact that I've seen the seven wonders of the world, man, I just will bring that up next time, man. Cause you know, I, I noticed recently your guests are leaving you with some stories for next time. Oh, so teasers. We'll leave. Yeah. Greenweed's going to talk about yeah. the symphony. And so I'm going to talk about the pyramids next time man. I'm here, man, climbing inside of them. We'll talk Dude, about that next time. I'm man. all about that. You've been, you've been there. You've seen it all. The lost gems cover, of course, says the Egypt. Cause uh, I need a third photo. invitation, man. I need to come back, man. man. That's what it's all about. The Trinity. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, big up for coming through once again. So before we take off here, we'll leave them with one last song from Chokar Alley, another joint with Dre Cobbs. Yeah, so this joint with Dre Cobbs um, is called Body Y'all, and it features my man Black Flight. Shout out to him, and he will also be included on about four tracks on the album. So if you're feeling what you hear, you don't want to sleep on this, man. man. Body Y'all, let's get it. Next time you go down Chokar Alley, you have your headphones on, but... Keep an extra switchblade on you because you don't know who's going to be coming up behind you because that real one stabbing you with those beats. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. I know you appreciated the Jason, uh, by the way, Ooh, the podcast I, love, I did with the guy directed. I love every, every episode, man. Yeah, no, I appreciate that, man. For Thanks sure. for listening and checking out the show and being a, a major supporter yes, and, of sir. course, your contributor as well. Executive so. producer, man. <laughs> Holding yeah. a baby through this whole interview, <laughs> and uh, this is just how it is. All right, right here. On Infinite Banter, we're going to get into Body Y'all with DJ Real One, Dre Cobbs, and Black Flight from the new album, Chokar Alley, available coming up this week. Big up to my man, Real One, once again. Thanks for coming Thank through, Thank coming you. into the actual building to record this. I'm in the building. <laughs> All right, here we go, Body Y'all, on the Infinite Banter podcast. Check this man out at DJ Real One O-N-E. And follow him, and he'll tell you about all the stuff you need to know about where to find this album, Trocar Alley. Here it is, body, y'all. Niggas committing treason, I'm freezing right by Lake Shore. Buckingham, fuck the fam. I heard they stained them in the pro ham. Floor man, kill your plan. Black flight, snatch your hoe. Give her the 
good povo And hold the candle well Rapping that Illinois shit Just like a Randall L Or maybe Tim Hardaway But I don't cross over Just like a Range Rover Going back to a Camry You niggas talking that shit I got the turbo flow And still blow a half a KD And that's a show Boy, we don't play around When it comes to the mic Nigga, I'm spraying rounds Get you 16 and lay you down I was born to wear a crown The Undertaker putting MCs in the ground I put your head on the water and say to the ground Put your round book in and lost the pound I need loud by the pound I think I'm spellbound oh, Yeah, I got that black magic, black magic Any static, yeah, we black baggage You ain't ready for the challenge When it comes to hip-hop, I'm a savage Another rapper gone, call up through up to get the package And all the rest of you niggas is just collateral damage I'm a half-mumble rap bandage My reach long, it come with talents I let them things fly down on you like a falcon Drake Cobb, the nigga that'll knock you off balance I'm from the ill state, body and MCs to increase the murder rate Body and y'all, you already know what it is when I get on the beat Bars, baby Chi-Town, forever Confucius, Ramses Ali, and we the bar guys, and right now we tuned into Infinite Banter, DJ Soundwave, Shada and Jay. Let's go. Man, that was Body Y'all from DJ Real One featuring Dre Cobbs. Dude, Dre went in hard on that one without a doubt. And right now you're hearing one of the instrumental tracks from the Trocar Alley album, Anything to Make Me Sound Better. Definitely glad for DJ Real One giving me an opportunity to play some of his tracks, especially this instrumental. To make this voice sound better. It really does not sound that good at all, so it needs something to boost it up. Make sure you get Trollcar Alley from DJ Real One on all streaming platforms. Limited cassette available on icpalmrecords.bandcamp.com. I just copped mine. And you also get that MP3, so I've already got that. Trollcar Alley from DJ Real One. And make sure you follow Headknock Records on Instagram at Headknock Records as well as at DJ Real One on Instagram and Twitter. Time for you to leave, assholes. All right, Kirk said it's time to get out of here. That is exactly what we will do. Thanks once again to my man DJ Real One for coming in. Live in effect, in the building, talking about that new album, Trollcar Alley. You can go find that on all streaming platforms and follow him on social media at DJ Real One. Check out this show right here on all digital platforms as well. Obvious places like Apple, Podcasts, iTunes, CastBox, Blueberry, Spotify, places like that. Follow the show on Twitter at Infinite Banter or at DJ Soundwave 75. That's my personal Twitter. Instagram at DJ Soundwave 75 and Facebook at Infinite Banter. If you want to know more about Trocar Alley, just follow me. I'll be posting about it. If you listen to this episode, you're definitely talking about it. And it's really, really a great, great album. And I can't wait for people to hear it. That real raw 
gritty, stab you in the alley type hip-hop, you know what I mean? So, thanks for checking out the show. Appreciate everybody who was listening. And uh, so I do another one of these. You know how it is. We'll do another one. We'll see what the next one's about. But uh, definitely appreciate everybody checking it out. And once again, shout out to DJ Real One. All right, once again, we are out of here. I will talk to you guys in the next one. I'm out.